0: And welcome to the Migrant Next Door. I'm your host and fellow migrant Ratika, and I'm here to talk about all things related to migrants. So, we'll discuss everything from moving to a new country, mental health, relationship problems, culture shocks, investing, and more in the journey to build a home away from home. First of all, thank you to everyone for your continuous support for this podcast and some great feedback that I've received and it really helps me with the content I create and hopefully makes this podcast more enjoyable and relatable for all of you. So it's been almost two weeks since I started the podcast and since then I've published three episodes and this is the fourth one and um, made the podcast available on all major platforms. But do let me know if if you can't find it on a specific platform. I am working on a few things in the background to make this more accessible. So that should also help. Also, thinking about how I can connect more with, with you guys, the audience, and thinking about doing some quick polls and Instagram stories around the latest episodes and getting to know a bit more about you. So yeah, let me know what you think about that, and um, any other suggestions on how we can get to know each other better. All right. So today I am going to talk about my own journey, and I know this is what this podcast is about. But what I want to do today is take you with me on this wild ride for the last six years, and hopefully in the process make you visualize what my life has been and it's not all doom and gloom I, I promise I've had a great time and doom and gloom is just part of it I think part of everyone's journey so here goes I moved to Christchurch in the summer of 2016 as a bright-eyed bushy-tailed student super happy to have finally made the move overseas ...that I had been thinking of for a while and, and I was just ready to take in all the new experiences. So I was hoping for happy days. As you know from the last episode, the day I landed here, the weather was not great and it wasn't as per my expectations. It was, it was really cold, it was windy and I can say now that that was just the start of how things would not go <laughs> as expected from me and how I would need to adapt to more than I thought I could so my first year as an international student was a lot to take in in every sense emotionally physically mentally financially socially it was just intense I started university a week after I came here so found a place to live found my Indian grocery store also managed to find a part-time job at um, Domino's so I love a good pizza Um but I think the biggest challenge was studying here so I came from a country where as a student it's all about writing exams and passing with with good grades and that's how your academic understanding is measured and it's instilled in us from a really young age that there's a competition for everything even fun things are a competition like Like, who's the best dressed as a vegetable? So, like, all kids are dressed as vegetables, but who's the best dressed? It's competition. And you have to go to school and and then go to private tuitions. And no one, I feel like no one actually cares if you understand what you're being taught as long as you can remember it and write it in exams and score good grades or good marks. So, when I came here, and i was told that i'll only have one exam for an accounting paper that i was doing and everything else would either be written assignments or open book exams i i was a bit shocked like open book exam <laughs> what are they you mean i can i can take the textbook with me to the exam center search for answers and write like like cheating <laughs> but it's allowed okay <laughs> Well, what? Um, so let me tell you, it's not as easy as it sounds, and these questions are not straightforward. And if you don't have an understanding of the actual concept, trust me, that open book will not help. And the written assignments were even worse, because you have to apply critical thinking an Oxford Dictionary defines critical thinking as the process of analyzing information in order to make a logical decision about the extent to which you believe something to be true or false. Like, what? I I didn't know how to do that. I was just trying to be the best vegetable, you know. It was it was hard. It was a it was a completely it is a completely different education system and. Something I never thought of researching before coming here. So yeah, I I stumbled, I failed, wrote exams more than once uh, to pass with the slightest of the margins. And somehow I just made through my only year of study. So I was only uh, studying for one year. Um, I got into a bit of trouble with immigration as well because... I couldn't finish my research paper on time so I had to extend my student visa for a few months and that cost me money which was quite a bit on my student income but but in the process I managed to find a great part-time job after my after my brief start at Domino's I did find another job and um, they were kind enough to support me for a work visa when I became a full-time employee but I couldn't just finish studies and start work. It can't be that easy, not for a migrant. Um, so I had to sit at home for one month because I finally finished that, that research paper two days before my extended student visa was about to expire and then I applied for a work visa which took one month to process and during that time i couldn't work or study or do anything my status in in the country was that of a tourist so that's what i did i did touristy things as much as i could with the little money that i had after applying for all these visas um so yeah i tried doing that and um, finally i got my work visa and i started working and that felt like freedom So this was my second year in Christchurch, and I felt like I made it. I finally finished university, got a good job, which paid well. The people were really nice to me. And I finally, you know, I I was finally starting to get into a routine of this new life with financial freedom, which is very important. And wherever you are in the world and in whatever phase of your life you are in, financial freedom always hits differently. It comes with the sense of achievement that, that you've made it, especially in a new country where you don't know anyone and and you've done it all by yourself. I was very happy to start this new journey and, and the next one year kind of just flew by. But then I wanted more from my life and I wanted to try new things and new career options I have always uh, wanted to work in HR so I started trying for new roles in, in my own company and even externally as well um, but the problem was that I was on a work visa and my visa was tied to my job so I couldn't just change jobs I would need to apply for a new job go through the hiring process, let my current employer know before being offered the new job and then apply with immigration if I if I do get that job. So then immigration would approve that change. And they could very well say no for a number of reasons. So I would be left really vulnerable And that my current boss would know that I'm thinking of leaving or I might be on my notice period and then get rejected by immigration. So that has nothing to do with your capabilities or skills. They could just reject it. And all this would only happen if you got a response back from the employer for that new job that you've been applying for. So that's just one scenario. A lot of times I didn't even get a response. So it took me like eight months to get a job in the industry that I wanted to work for and it took that long because quite a few employers didn't want to employ people on work visas because of the restrictions around those visas um, there was also bias in the job market um, where the name on your CV kind of decides whether you will get a call back or not so yeah it was hard but somehow I made it um, with a lot of support. And all this while, I had only been home once. And I had my parents over for a couple of weeks once as well for my graduation, which was a great time. And I'll talk about it in another episode in detail. But I was feeling a bit lonely. Being in a new country, it's, it's hard to make any new meaningful connections. And the friends I had back home were so far away with, with the distance and the time difference. It was hard on a lot of days, going to work, coming back home, cooking for yourself, watching TV, sleeping, and then just repeating the whole cycle again. My younger brother moved here a couple years after me. So initially it helped having family over, but I was still searching for like-minded people to connect with, and and I didn't really know many people back then. And that's the thing, when you move overseas, you have such a long list of to-do's that making friends or finding connections is probably the last on that list, or sometimes it isn't even there. So when you end up doing everything in your list, you just sit there and wonder, there's no one to talk to about all this, and and I can't call home because they're all sleeping at this time. <laughs> So I went on a few solo trips at the time. It's weird because yes you move to a new country and yes you have to get a job, get a visa and all of that but you're also in your 20s and you are growing up and you want to explore life and sometimes I, I I just wonder how my life would have been if I had stayed in India. So not not job wise or or money wise just in terms of people connections and social life would it have been better or not because when i left india i had a big social circle and um, a lot of people to hang out with but then again that was not permanent i feel like now i feel like that was not permanent not everyone who used to live around me in india is still there people's lives have also changed So some of my friends moved to a different city, some got married and and some are still there. So I think life probably would have changed even in India. But because I'm here, the change is more visible and it feels like this change is happening because I'm here and not because of the life stage that I'm at. Do any of you feel that way too? So anyways, life keeps moving. I settled in my new job and the one thing that I really understood at that point was that I would need to put myself out there a bit more and make more of an effort to connect with with people and create a social life for myself because I don't have one at the moment. So I did that in a way with, with work colleagues, a few people I knew from university and also connected with some old friends back home. Or at least I tried. And speaking of which, there's so many things that you miss when you're overseas. You miss you miss life events, your friends getting married, weddings in your families like your cousins getting married. It sometimes makes you feel like, why am I doing this? Why am I not there with my family during the good times, the bad times? Why am I missing all that? And I think that is the price we pay. In, in the pursuit of a better life, we miss out on things. And in the end, I think it is for us to decide whether it was worth it or not. But we do miss out on a lot of things. Is moving back easy? Can you just pack up your life one day and move back to your home country? And that'll solve all your problems or how you feel? Um, personally, I don't think it will. Every time I go back home, I realize that I can't live here now. My life is very different compared to what it will be if I move back or what it was when I lived back home. And I'm not saying people don't move back home. A lot of people do. And they take the time to adjust and they come back with the right expectations that their life will change they are moving back to a different world and setting the right expectation is really important if you do want to make a move back permanently. The other thing that happens is that you start to compare everything with others and you do that a lot. You compare your life with your colleagues, with others from your community, who's earning more money, who's got a better car, who's more successful. But the problem with comparing, and again it's it's human nature to do that you have to be really mindful and change your habit to like consciously try and not do it but when you do compare your life with others while you're on a visa you'll always feel like you're behind you are always restricted in what you can and can't do so I feel like it's a never-ending battle that you will always lose in your mind so I think it's probably better try and keep your thoughts away from it as much as you can. So yeah, back to the topic. So that was the first three years of my life. And then the next three years of my life in New Zealand, in Christchurch, um, well, I would say they've been steady or as steady as they can be because of COVID. Um, I couldn't really see my family for two years, which was not great but it was nothing compared to other migrants who had already not seen their families for a number of years and then COVID added another like two years to to that. Especially in New Zealand when the borders closed here they actually closed for good. So anyone who was on a visa and not in the country was not allowed to enter unless you were a critical worker in health or a few other professions so a lot of people got locked out locked out of their life and everything they owned which was horrible and this lockdown started in march 2020 and the new zealand border has only fully opened on the 31st of july 2022 so like 15 days ago for visa holders can you even imagine that And many of these visa holders now have an expired visa and they cannot return because they don't have a valid visa to come back here. They don't have the jobs that they left or their student visas have expired. So they'll probably have to pay more money to then become a student if they want to come back here, which is, I think it's ridiculous, but that's what the rules are. So I just... Yeah, I just feel like I'm really lucky that I wasn't in that situation. I don't really even have words to describe how lucky I feel I was. So, yeah, talking about COVID a little bit more because it was a really long two years. I, like every other migrant, I missed my family a lot, Uh, especially coming from India. There was a really bad wave of COVID um, in 2021 around April, May, June in India, and a lot of people died and and that kind of made me feel really helpless sitting here not being able to help my family back home in any way financially or even just being there trying to help them as like moral support there was a lot of anxiety and there was a lot of fear I have to say when I was here and I knew that the borders are shut so if I leave and I was free to leave I wouldn't be able to come back for who knows how long so it was a really bad situation where I couldn't help my family with anything. I had no idea what was going on. Um, they wouldn't tell me the details because then they would think that I would, um, you know, get really stressed. So the family would just say, "Yeah, it's all right back home. We're all fine." But but you see the news, and you knew that it it wasn't right. So I have to say those those two years were were really. Uh, a bad time for being a migrant in a different country there was there was uncertainty around losing my job which again was tied to my visa which again if I lose my visa I have to go back and there were a lot of people who who lost their loved ones back home but they couldn't fly back and I feel like that's probably the hardest decision someone would have to make when they realize that someone back home has died someone they love and then they have to think okay do I leave everything behind and just go back or or not and whatever you decide you would feel guilty if you don't go you'll feel guilty that you were not able to see them the last time if you go then you would feel guilty a number of years later to say, gosh, I just left everything and came back. All my struggle, all my hard work, just poof, gone. So yeah, I just feel like I was quite lucky to not have to make that decision or to be in that position. Um, but yeah, I think my personally my life was quite busy as well at the time because I was working in healthcare. I still work in healthcare and that industry was really busy so there were a few long super long days at work and quite a bit of work piling up as well so yeah i was finally able to go home this year when the borders partially opened and it was such a relief i have to say obviously felt a bit out of place because every time i go back home i feel like so much has changed so I took my time to adjust, but I was just super happy to be back home. I think COVID kind of basically took over the last three years or what, what we had of, of the three years. Um, but this was my life, the life of a brown girl in the white world. And I'm sure those who know me will say you've missed a few big details from this episode. And I have, because I will do other episodes talking about those details. I can't talk about everything today, and um, I've only just started this journey with all of you, so hang tight. I will talk about everything that concerns migrants and that's changed our lives. So with this, I will wrap up today's episode. Let me know your thoughts and any suggestions that you think would help me improve. Leave a comment on social media at the Migrant Next Door on facebook and instagram and like and follow our pages you can listen to the Micron next door on spotify apple podcasts google Podcasts, amazon music audible and literally on every other podcast platform we are everywhere okay so i will see all of you lovely people next week stay safe and take care